0: side action podcast the sports gambling show that covers everything in the world of sports betting from a through z we'll cover the four major sports as well as anything and everything in between worth some action and we'll increase the size of your bankroll and here we go (laughs) all right welcome to
1: side action episode 82 we are still working on technical issues uh, in Season 3, we're we, Episode 13. This is Jim Weglars, a.k.a. Weggs. You can follow me at Wegspool on Twitter and Instagram.
0: This is Steve Roberts, a.k.a. Action. You can follow me on Twitter at 31 roberts.
1: Follow the podcast and Side Action Pod on Twitter and YouTube. So how was your Thanksgiving holiday? You were a traveling man, and now you went back home to... Get back to Ferndale, right?
0: That's right. Pandemic be damned. We, uh, mm-hmm. we hit the road just like all of these mayors that across the country <laughs> that are going around telling people to stay home while on vacation. Um, right. That cracked me up. But we were in Nevada and <laughs> Utah. I think last we spoke, we were in Utah and then came yep. home Friday night and had a very nice, relaxing weekend watching football. And we watched our picks go 5-0. and oh. It was phenomenal.
1: Yeah, yeah, I froze up a little bit, but yeah, had a big week. Um, I didn't do it really much at all. Um, my daughter was here. I think we talked about that last week. So she was here for the holiday, which was nice, but she shipped out early Saturday morning. So I just kind of laid her around and. As we've been discussing, we're both working like champs, so this isn't our main gig. Uh we were you know, so I got some work done and then watched our picks roll in action. Just roll on in, had the best week we've had. And we have what did we have a
0: 5 in week last year? I think once, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So first one this season.
0: But I think yeah. we'll have more to come in the future weeks.
1: Oh, absolutely. We're going undefeated here. That's how we're doing it. Um so yeah, but now we're back at it trying to you know, let's jump right into this, man. I I I don't know what to say. I mean, we we talked a little bit last week. We knew that Baltimore and Pittsburgh was a little bit weird. Um, that it I don't know at that time when, the, when we taped it, we know it was going to be moved or not. But I guess we might have. But then they kept moving it around, and 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 then they played yesterday afternoon action. I never in my life have I seen a Wednesday afternoon game for the same week. And tell me this, and you know, I just want your opinion. Why would they move the Pittsburgh game like basically what was it 6 days out from their original schedule but they make Denver play with no quarterback on a Sunday at the same scheduled time.
0: From what I gather, what little I know about the the regulations, I think it has specifically to do with the number of positive cases on the team, the club in question and the number of continuing positive cases. So okay. I think the major difference was in the Denver situation, you had a few quarterbacks who were uh, quarantined just for being in close proximity and not having masks on, Necessarily, I did didn't. not necessarily test positive, whereas with Baltimore's case, you had a number of players who actually tested positive. So the move was more to stem any potential outbreak throughout the league, as I opposed see. to the Broncos were just kind of screwed because they had some dumbass quarterbacks
1: yeah yeah Drew thanks Drew Locke (laughs) but uh it helped us out I mean actually you know we 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 were on the Saints anyway and you know we got what was it it was four and a half or something in the contest it was it was a low number and then I think that number topped out about ten and a half come game day so we were sitting pretty and luckily uh, we talked about this later, that the field really didn't get on the Saints. And so we were that was a lower pick game, so it really helped us. And not only did we do really well, everybody else didn't pick that game. It didn't pick a lot of good games, so we soared in the standings. So.
0: And the timing but, of that news was impeccable for us because it came out like right after the deadline <laughs> on Saturday. So we put in the Saints, and then like an hour later, I saw that Broncos would have no quarterback for the game on Sunday. And I think yeah. we, we both chalked it up as a W at that point.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So there's that. Um, I just kind of put in some names here. I I saw Julian Edelman on the list this week um, from New England. You know, they're going to travel this week. Uh, We've got Vita Vea, although I thought he was hurt already. Um, He was listed on there, but I thought he was already hurt. But maybe he also has COVID. So that was strange for Tampa. Adam Thielen missed the game last week, as did Jonathan Taylor and James Conner. You know, I don't know how the protocol works. They probably have to get, what, two negative tests or something before they can play again. Mm -hmm. So right now they're still on the list, but they may be cleared come, you know, Sunday, I suppose. Or Connor. Connor's playing Sunday, or he's playing Monday, isn't he?
0: Pittsburgh Steelers, I believe, were moved to Sunday. Yeah, we got the schedule in here. No, you're right, Monday. It's the uh, the Ravens and Dallas game, which is Tuesday, which is going to be out of our purview for contest purposes.
1: Right. Which is great. So, but I mean, the thing about what we've noticed the last couple of weeks or I've noticed is that, you know, these, you got to check the reports to your point on Saturday. Of course, that's when we talked really early in the season, we talked about how they were going to test the day before, especially with traveling teams and they test every day, but we're getting news the day before, you know, or even the day of, Hey, this guy's out. So it really changes the betting landscape. I've been waiting to put picks in. I know you're, you're a live better. What would you say to our listeners to kind of how would you approach this going forward? Because it's even more cases than early in the season.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's really difficult to try and handicap surrounding unknown COVID cases early in the week. I'm still putting in numbers or bets early in the week at numbers Mm -hmm. that I think are going to disappear when I see value. But uh, certainly you're going to have some move against you in a dramatic fashion. If you were to pick a team, say Denver, for example, from last week, you would have lost like 10 or 12 points of value there if you went early. But uh, I don't think there's any way to predict it. And uh, it's just a matter of your risk, whether or not you really like the number or uh, if you prefer to wait and miss out on maybe a half point or two if it moves.
1: Right, right. I mean that's no big deal, but I, I did see some movement in some of those games, like you said. So, right. well, let's recap week twelve. Kind of another crazy week. They're all crazy these days. um And just to recap, we we're back to the road warriors. Um, you know, ten road teams won this week out of all sixteen, which is kind of weir- weird. How all sixteen teams played last week, despite all the moving of Pittsburgh and the Ravens, and then this week. In week thirteen, we have a bye week, but um, but anyway. So ten home teams or six home teams against ten road teams last week, kind of split more. Uh, favorites won seven and the dogs nine this week, and then the unders came in big, eleven unders and only five overs, which is almost an inverse from early in the season.
0: Yeah, I think part of that has to do with uh, you're seeing some divisional games being played a second time now. Yeah, um, that lends itself to unders more typically and also the weather in a lot of areas throughout the country you're seeing some inclement weather colder temps which are hindering scoring a little bit
1: yeah for sure for sure okay well here's some positives that I noted from week 12 uh Watson to Fuller more on that later but um you know that dude when when Fuller is on in that offense that offense can move and you know when he when Watson finds Fuller which he found him Multiple times in this game for 170, 171 yards total and two touchdowns. Yeah, you know, Watson lit it up. Four touchdowns on, on Thanksgiving Day. Detroit looked terrible, and it led to finally the firing of uh, Hoodie Number Two, Matt Patricia. Your Lions, are you are you crying at shedding a tear for Matt Patricia today?
0: No, I think I'm rejoicing with the rest of Southeast Michigan at the firing of Matt Patricia. I uh, I think he's a good a good firing candidate without yeah. a doubt. And uh, I think that the Lions may be looking for a new quarterback, too. They have a, a little bit of house cleaning to do.
1: It'll be a clean house. They, they lost 41-25 to 25 on Thanksgiving. They started off the game with two quick turnovers. It was looking pretty bad right away. Um, I mean, they kind of fought for a little bit, and then it was just the Watson show and, and to Fuller. But we'll talk about Fuller in a minute. I was talking about one of our picks, which, you know, very excited that we went against um, our proxy in this one. The Falcons just pummel the Raiders. Um, they, they welcomed the Raiders into Atlanta and just said, hey, you think guys think you're good? Well, we're going to destroy you, 43-6. to six. And mostly on the back of turnovers, I was looking at the box score. It wasn't that they didn't move the ball or it was kind of even, but five turnovers, including a pick six. And, you know, they've played really good. The Falcons have played much better against Raheem Morris. Uh, you know, getting Quinn out of there was their best move they did all year.
0: Yeah, I think I saw, I read somewhere on Twitter that the Falcons were the second coming of the Steel Curtain defense this weekend <laughs> because they were just pummeling the Raiders on every possession. I mean, mm-hmm. what a total butt-whipping, 43-6 to was the final score, yep. and uh, it was certainly impressed by that defense. As soon as we saw that Julio Jones was out on Sunday morning, I was kind of feeling downtrodden about this pick, but... The right. defense really came out and won that game for them. Despite some Atlanta red zone inconsistencies early in the game, I think they kicked three field goals on the first three possessions. It right. could have been much worse.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, it should have been worse. Yeah, so, yeah, I think a couple of things. I mean, I don't know if you heard Gruden literally apologize to the fans for that <laughs> effort, um, but really, ultimately, really hurts the Raiders' chances in the playoffs. That was a bad loss for them. They now drop technically out of the playoff picture, I think, right now, but I mean, they still can do it. But it's weird how they could play so well against the Chiefs and then they obviously let down like we expected. Um, another one of the guys, my guy's King Henry. Henry's back, baby. I didn't cash in that MVP ticket yet. You know, I cashed in a couple of my <laughs> other futures bets to get you know pennies on the dollar. Uh-huh. But in this case, man, 178 yards rushing. He destroyed your Colts. We 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 wanted. We like this pick quite a bit. Uh, three touchdowns final score is 45 to 26 but it was more like 41 to 14 for most of that game and Henry is he's back in contention he probably won't win Mahomes is probably the leader now but what do you think about uh, the Titans and, and Henry
0: Yeah I mean, that offense certainly impressive I think that it was a little bit of a uh, a ruse because you had so many injuries on that Colts mm-hmm. team on Sunday DeForest Buckner was out Bobby Okereke Right. And company, and uh, they certainly had no chance against the Titans running game. But Tannehill was good too. I mean, yeah. he turned into fourth best performance according to two Football Outsiders 221 passing yards in his own right. But mm-hmm. I still am a little bit questioning this Tennessee Titans defense. I'm sure. not really sure that they're capable of rising up and doing any damage in the playoffs. And I know that the division odds had flipped quite a bit back in Tennessee's favor, but I wouldn't rule out Indianapolis just yet.
1: Right, right, of course. Uh, the last positive note is Tyreek Hill is fast. Uh, this just in, dude's fast. Nicknamed the Cheetah, and he was just, you know, that was the, when I watched that game you know, against the Bucks this weekend, he looked, I don't know, not just the fastest guy in the field, but by a lot. Uh, it was kind of sad at first. Now, granted, they were kicking the crap out of the, the Bucks, and then them got back, and they actually got within the number in the end, they won 27-24. So if you're a better, you're like, screw you, Weggs. They, we, we, we got our cover, but they really had no business covering this one. Hill had 200 yards receiving in the first quarter, uh, finished with three touchdowns on the game, and I think they just kind of wrote it out. I mean, they didn't have to win, have to score anymore to win that game. But uh, man, when Hill is healthy and that team has everybody healthy, it's tough to stop. Yeah, what an
0: incredible performance i mean mostly in the first half too i think that the chiefs took their foot off the gas a little bit there or else tyreek could have had a record-breaking day but Mm -hmm. still finished 269 receiving yards three touchdowns and uh patrick mahomes was excellent too that's probably one of the best games in my memory that he's played recently although you could point to a lot more of them he's the one quarterback that in recent history in my memory who just never plays bad games Mm -hmm. i don't i can't remember one maybe a half against oakland or las vegas earlier this season but outside of that he he doesn't put up any stinkers like others are prone to do
1: right it's true he's he's very consistent makes plays and if they lose it's usually not because they they haven't scored (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. a defensive breakdown all right let's hit your negatives there's a lot of them and i didn't even include matt patricia on this list first Mm -hmm. of all on, on Thanksgiving day that we got robbed of one game with Baltimore and Pittsburgh. So we get the second game, which seemed like a pretty good game for a while, but my headline is Mike McCarthy stinks. Uh, this just in, we've discussed this early in the season. We thought, well, maybe I didn't like the hire at all when they hired him with the Cowboys, but he has all this talent. And I kind of made the note move over Anthony Lynn, who's in the next note. Uh, McCarthy could be worse. Um, he, he, I don't know what the deal is. He's going for fourth down in his own territory on fourth and short. He's throwing the ball. He's going for fake punts deep in his territory down four points late. They ended up getting housed 41 to 16 and mostly in the fourth quarter. I don't know. I know that we probably just discussed this, that um, Jerry Jones won't fire him because of the financial commitment, but he was obviously the wrong hire. He stinks.
0: Man, (laughs) you're not kidding. I think you and I discussed this a little bit. He went from being on the far right end of the spectrum in conservative football to like extreme left end now, and uh, he is just not a good football coach. And it's really unfortunate because this Cowboys roster is way better suited to win games, even without Dak Prescott. Yeah. And uh, while they're still in the race for the division only one game back,
1: <laughs> remarkably,
0: it, uh, it's hard to fathom. That uh, Dallas could make a run at the division title.
1: Well, yeah, my two my preseason leaders in this division were Dallas and the Eagles, and neither of those two teams are at the top. You've got Washington and the Giants now, so it's it's crazy. And actually, it's a shame because the defense is playing better. That 41 points is we're mostly based on turnovers. There was a late, you know, defensive score and that stupid decision to go for it and deepen your territory. So they were in the game late in the fourth quarter. It's just you know. Duh. Yeah. Uh, next one is is our guy, Anthony Lynn. Boy, um, and I did not bet this game. I think you did, and I know that our guy uh, Rainmaker did as well, but they lose 27-17. It really wasn't that close of a game, but the, the number was five and a half that they were getting on the road. We were almost on this in the contest. Thankfully, we stepped off. My note is, now the three and eight now in the year in the Chargers, but they they're 0 and five against the spread since week seven. So they haven't covered a spread since, and I know I'm probably going to be suggesting them later mistakenly. But damn, that's a rough beat. And then late in the game, they could have covered, right? They they couldn't even punch it in there.
0: Oh, they should have covered. I mean, uh, I just can't quit Anthony Lynn and the Chargers. <laughs> you won't I don't be know up. why, but. Thankfully, we talked ourselves off of it. They ended up being our sixth pick on the card this week and didn't cost us because that would have been a brutal finish for contest purposes. I mean, it was kind of a Hail Mary just to get down into that position, but 30 plus seconds left, no timeouts, and somehow they run the ball straight into the line. And the clock keeps ticking. I don't know if you saw the interview from Coach Anthony Lynn after the game. A reporter asked some very good, pointed questions, and his only response was, "I don't know." So,
1: <laughs> well, it, was I, it was funny as it was like fourth and, if I'm mistaken, it was like fourth and 17, and they complete a 50 yard bomb. So, I mean, they're they're not going to win. They complete this 50 yard bomb. So everybody better across America. Now, granted, I, I'll, I'll, full of disclosure, I was on I was on Buffalo minus four and a half, so I did not want okay. that score. But um, but man, they get down there like at the three yard line, they can't get it in with whatever thirty seconds to go. That's it's just crazy. And I just you know what could be said? He's going to be gone too.
0: Yeah, and then on the next play, Herbert lines up and tries to run a sneak, and the entire yeah, offensive line drops back in pass protection. So just. <laughs> completely fumbled at the end of that game. Maybe they just realized they weren't going to get back in and win it and they just didn't try, but <laughs> it just happens week after week.
1: Yeah. Week after week, they're, they're blowing, especially late in games. So that's, that's coaching. Uh, a couple more, I'll glaze over Broncos. We talked a little bit about it just to give more color to this as, as people who maybe don't watch the NFL, but they listen to us somehow. Um, you know, they obviously Denver had a bad situation with the quarterback's room They they bring on wide receiver, former college quarterback. I don't even know if he was a full time college quarterback. Kendall Hinton. One year, year, he goes one for nine passing for 13 yards. That's not going to get it done against the Saints this year. Action. They lose 31 to three. Wow, that was a that was a rough one.
0: Yeah, uh, it may surprise you to know that Kendall Hinton actually outperformed several other quarterbacks according to Football Outsiders. (laughs) Really one-for-nine performance, (laughs) Uh, but the Broncos just had no chance in this game. It was a miracle that they scored three points, so unfortunate.
1: Unbelievable. Uh, Two more. Jared Goff, maybe he's one of those guys under this. Jared Goff does it again. Uh, He helped us out. We were on San Francisco here. Uh, We definitely like this. Three turnovers again in this one, including a pick six. Gives the 49ers the outright win and sweep the season series against the Rams. And it's funny because you know, San Francisco's got tons of injuries, so it's not like it's that menacing front that you saw last year, but he just crumbles against their pressure. And it must be that uh, sala that's his name, right, the defensive coordinator, Sala, I think his last mm-hmm. name is, mm-hmm. he just must know how to get in his grill and cough up the rock. So they end up taking a back step in that division, and San Francisco's still not out of the playoff picture.
0: Yeah, I think we talked about it last week. Shanahan just has McVay's number. McVay can't beat him regardless of the quarterback or the team on the field. And uh, it proved itself again this week with another terrible Jared Goff performance. I think I read between the second quarter and the third quarter that he went 30 minutes of game time with only one first down. So another one of those outings where Goff gets under pressure and he just can't complete passes. And that's the handicap against the Rams, no doubt.
1: That's right. That's right. The last one is our favorite punching bag, Carson Wentz. But in this one, I I listed as a negative into a positive. It depended on your number here. Carson Wentz, God, he was horrible on Monday Night Football. It's too bad. The defense played really well. Um, They gave up a big day to uh, Metcalf, I mean, 170-plus yards receiving. But other than that, I mean, 23 points against Seattle, 301 yards offense, and that was with a couple big plays. They were in the mix, but they just can't score. And I don't understand. They didn't have like a first, I think they had zero first downs in the first quarter, if I'm not mistaken, or four yards or something. And I don't know what it is. I mean, Peterson just I don't know. He's lost this team, maybe because Reich left calling the plays, but luckily they got a total garbage score. And I actually think that Peterson had money on this game. Because (laughs) here's my theory. Here's my theory. I'm watching the game. I actually am a Carson Wentz owner in fantasy, which was has been rough, but I bet on on the Eagles to get in the back door. I had six and a half in this game. And I'm thinking he did too because they're down 20-9 to Mm -hmm. with plenty of time. They get – it's fourth and whatever it was, five or something. At the 20, they go for it on fourth down. And then Wentz throws a pick instead of kicking a field goal. You're down by the 11 points. You need to score twice. So he throws the pick. You know, okay, the game's over. But then luckily – Despite a field goal by Seattle, they just put up a total garbage time score with Richard Rodgers making like an incredible catch and they get in the back door. And on the contest, I think it was five and a half, but for most betters, I think it got up to six and a half.
0: Yeah, that was uh, certainly a backdoor door cover. It's, that fits the description to a T and with the two point conversion too that they needed. Ugh. So,
1: I mean, I won't tell you, but I guess I can. One of the guys in our league, he was. You know, he had um, Miles Sanders, right? And they went for the two points. Again, you're down by 14. You get the score. You just kick the extra point. You're down seven. They go for two. <laughs> That's why I think he had the money on the game. And Miles Sanders runs it in. In our league, that two-point score gets him in the playoffs, basically. Wow. He was probably going to be out if he loses just because of his points and stuff. That one basically solidifies his spot. So, <laughs> unbelievable. Um. All right. So, just some injuries. I know I can put a lot of people on here. I only list them because it... It means something to most of these games. Gurley and Jones are still questionable for Atlanta. One with a knee, one with the hamstring. We'll see what happens there. Even though, I mean, they're playing the Saints. They need everybody. Uh, John Brown for Buffalo. He's on IR now with his ankle. Um, Dallas. Now it seems like the all these injuries are stacking up again. You've got your, your offensive tackle Cameron Irving is uh, is doubtful with his knees. Zach Martin is out with his calf. So I don't know if they're just giving up on the season. And then Denver, Bryce Callahan, he's a good corner who's out uh, with his foot injury. And then the Detroit guys, I mean, who's going to play on that team? Uh, Galladay hasn't played much this year. He's a like, questionable again. He missed the game last week with a concussion. Your guy, Ryan Kelly, questionable. Uh, yeah. Indian with his neck. He's key to that offense. Um, anyway, there's a bunch of names on here, but I just – you know, I list them out just because I think, like Josh Jacobs' ankle, he's critical to of that offense, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you got Daniel Jones on here. That's gonna be a huge oh, right. questionable tag this week. The drop off from him to Colt McCoy, yep. I think, is considerable. Mm-hmm. And uh, and also uh, Lane Johnson, tackle for the Eagles, certainly isn't right. gonna help if you have Carson Wentz back there who loves to fumble. He loves to
1: fumble. And then I also listed Jalen Ramsey. He's only questionable, but he's critical to the Rams, uh, you know, playing against – obviously they're going to play against Arizona this week. So most of them are questionable tags, so you've got to check them out as we get closer. Um, and then, of course, I uh, alluded to this already. Will Fuller, Mr. Incredible, well, he's suspended till next year. Uh, PED, suspension, six games, so he's out for the rest of the year. And Houston released Kenny Stills, so they basically only have – and Brandon Cooks that guy has been silent this year. Yeah. Um but they basically don't have any kind of receivers this week when they play the Colts.
0: I don't think they're going to have any receivers that we've ever heard of. <laughs> right. Randall Cobb is out too on IR, so I think it's down to some guy named Isaiah Coulter. And okay. Kiki Kuti maybe oh, yeah. once or twice. That's, yeah. But uh yeah, Brandon Cooks is still in there too. I think that's going to be a considerable uh, difficult spot for the texans now
1: absolutely well let's roll right into the previews then there's no thursday night game we're taping thursday because they moved everything around there's going to be two games on monday night and one on tuesday tuesday we probably won't discuss much because it won't be part of the contest but just mm-hmm. keep that in mind so the first one's a big one, marquee game. Uh, New Orleans is going to Atlanta. Obviously, New Orleans big boydom with Taysom Hill's debut a couple weeks ago. Atlanta coming off that big win. Uh, New Orleans opened as a three-point favorite on the road, 47.5-point total. In circuits. 2.5 with a 45-point total. I liked that three when I saw it for Atlanta, to be honest with you, action. But I don't know, 2.5 seems like a nice number for New Orleans now. So I'm not sure where you're at on this game
0: yeah ditto I really like Atlanta at three and uh or better and uh it's tough at two and a half but I, I was really disappointed in the New Orleans offense last week mm-hmm. despite the 31 to three score line I don't think that offense performed well at all right. and you've seen taysom Hill another lackluster game where he's not really throwing the ball mm-hmm. so and on the flip side the Atlanta defense has been supremely impressive We already talked about their steel curtain performance last week against Las Vegas, but they've stacked up several of those in a row. And I think that Atlanta is certainly a live dog in this game. Mm -hmm. If you recall two weeks ago, it was the first matchup between these two teams and New Orleans squeaked out a cover in that one. It was another close game. So Mm -hmm. I would only side with Atlanta here, but again, under three is difficult.
1: I'd love to see Julio in the lineup, of course and Gurley, um you know it's funny after the performance against the broncos not that that merits this decision but i did grab my futures tickets on both super bowl and nc uh, nfc championship for saints i just kind of feel like they're in a position especially when breeze comes back that they're going to be you know incredible that defense is playing at a really high level so I like to see that to go with Atlanta, but um, I definitely think the unders in play here at 45. I mean, usually these are this games usually the high the high scoring game, but it seems like the defenses are playing better now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt about it. I like the under as well at 45. Certainly a key number in the NFL, so.
1: Right. The next one is Jacksonville goes to Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota's a 9 point favorite at home with 50 point total. In the contest, and that's when they opened, now they're 10-point favorites at home, 52-and-a-half-point total. We didn't even talk about this game. This was one of our kind of low-key picks where the Panthers – actually, I don't know how they lost this game. They ended up losing 28-27. 20, they have two defensive scores in the third quarter somehow, and they still lose. Uh, they get the backdoor – or they actually get the win. But Minnesota did not cover the number. I think it was like five points, so we were sitting pretty – I don't know, man. I, Jacksonville looked decent last week. Am I getting suckered in here? I mean, it, not just Mike Glennon. I, I thought the running game's been good most of the year. They didn't do, play good against the Steelers, but that's an, you know, an elite defense. Minnesota doesn't have the same kind of defense, right? Ten points is a lot.
0: Yeah, it is a lot, and Mike Glennon was impressive, actually, last week. I think that he gives them a little bit of life on that side of the ball, so... I certainly think that it would probably have to be Jacksonville or pass for me at this number, but I'm not sure that I'd like to tag them as one of my strong plays this week. So um, I, I don't know how you feel, if if you like them strongly or not, but I think we should put them into the pass category.
1: Okay. I mean, on my list, they are on the list, so I did okay. list But if we come up with five better picks, it's just hard, you know, in the next one we're going to cover these bottom feeder teams. It's really really hard to back them for me. I have a visceral reaction, um, even though I did the money line with the Jets last week, whatever. Um, So, yeah, let's put it on the side for now. Good idea. The next one is, as we said, the Raiders are going to New York and playing the, the, the mighty Jets. Um, the Raiders open up as an eight-point favorite on the road. Forty-eight point total in the contest. It's eight and a half, forty-seven point total. Look, I've been saying this all year. The Jets aren't going to lose all their games, but now I'm thinking they might. Um, and Miami, you know, they Fitzmagic was was he played well, so they were, you know, it was maybe different. It was Tua. And the Vegas isn't going to lose this game, right? I mean, the eight and a half. Ugh, I just I can't back the Jets. Basically, I'm surprised you're not all over your, you know, your Jets here.
0: I would be if Joe Flacco was the quarterback. Right. I think there's a drastic difference between the two quarterbacks. Sam Darnold is terrible. Awful. And yeah. I don't know what the deal is. Whether they're putting him in there because they are trying to lose games. Um, they're certainly not giving him any sort of trade value if that's their game plan. Mm-hmm. So. I can't pick out what the Jets are doing, but I also don't think I want to lay eight and a half now with Las Vegas <laughs> in New York. I think we should just straight up pass this game.
1: Yeah, that's a pass game for me too. Thank you, thank you, action. I'm glad I didn't have to talk you off the Jets leg. But but <laughs> I was there last week. I think I told you I was like I was feeling saucy. I'm going money line plus two seventy five Jets or two eighty five. Well. They look good after the first field goal. That was yeah,
0: 20. Right. They were up 3-0. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: all right, next one. Cleveland against Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee opened as a six-point favorite at home, 54-point total. In the contest, it's 55-and-a-half or, – or, I'm sorry, 5.5 um, at home, 54-point total. So it's interesting. You know, Cleveland is uh, – I don't like Cleveland. I want to establish mm-hmm. that. It's not just okay. because you're cousin. But they've, they've let us down numerous times, especially with the hook as a favorite.
0: But, man, I, Tennessee can't stop the run, right? Isn't that right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's exactly right. They're, uh, well, 17th ranked against the run, but 27 against the pass. But I think the bigger issue on that side of the ball is their lack of pressure up front. Mm-hmm. Um, they have no pass rush whatsoever, and that's really the way to handle this Browns passing game is by putting Baker under pressure, and I don't think they're capable of doing that. So I I really think this is uh, a little bit of an inflated number here based on the performance that you saw from Derrick Henry, King Henry, last week. So while I think that Tennessee certainly can have some success against the Cleveland um, defense, I think that Cleveland's ability to stop the run is superior to that of Tennessee, and for that reason I think there's good value on that side.
1: Yeah, I think there's value too. I, I just, um, I hate going against Tennessee at home, especially Vrabel is kind of renowned at least the last two, three, two years, you know, pounding Henry in de- in, in December and it's worked two years in a row. True. But, but I mean, I don't see the Browns doing anything different. It could be just a, you know, Chubb versus Henry affair. It's kind of like a an SEC matchup, right? Uh, Chubb, Chubb was a Georgia guy and, you got a Bama Bama running back in the other end. So let's chalk it as a maybe. I like that yellow pick there. Okay. Um, Next one is, I know Detroit's not your beloved, but your adopted team, Detroit, coming to Chicago, Chicago opened as a six-point favorite. I'm not sure when that was. (laughs) 45-point total, and now they're a three-point favorite at home, 44-and-a-half-point total. Wow, these are two bad teams now. Um, Mitch looked terrible. We didn't talk about that on our list. He looked awful against Green Bay. I don't know. I I actually was excited for him to play. I thought there was a chance they could play better. I'm glad I didn't bet on the game. But, damn, man, um, they didn't look good. Their defense got brutalized in that game. I don't think Detroit can do that. But it's hard for me to stomach picking the Bears here. And I I don't think I can back your Lions here, buddy.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, to answer your question, whoever opened the six was uh, <laughs> probably regretting that because quickly back down, I think there was some pretty good value on Detroit at those inflated numbers. Sure. Three is certainly a different ballgame, but if I were to be picking this game, it would only be on the side of the Lions. You also have the added factor of the coach fired, Sure. And now they're playing for the OC, I think it's OC, uh, who is the temporary coach, so... um yeah, I think we should pass, but we could maybe talk you into the Lions later this week. Oof. Possibly.
1: Maybe, I a- don't know. Akeem
0: Hicks, no, with all with all seriousness, though, Akeem Hicks is a serious key for the defense. And if he's out again, I think they're going to have a hard time stopping the run, whether right. it's Adrian Peterson or Swift.
1: Right, right, exactly. Okay, well, let's just keep it on the side for now. I know you okay. want to put the yellow on Detroit really badly. Uh, <laughs> all right, next one, Cincinnati, Miami. Uh, Miami opened as a 10.5-point favorite, 42.5-point total at home. Now it's up to an 11.5-point favorite with a low total of 41.5. Kind of interesting action. Um, you know, I, I obviously like Fitzmagic, and I like this Miami team in general. Kind of a big number for that total. Cincinnati didn't play half bad. They covered against, um, who was it? Was it the Browns last week? No, not the Browns. They played... Um, uh, Giants at home. Giants, right. Yeah. I mean, they played okay. It was a low-scoring game. So, I don't know. 11 points. I I don't know if I can back the Bengals without Burrow, but dang, 11 and a half is a lot of points.
0: Yeah, it is a big number, and it seems a bit inflated. Certainly, when you look at the total, 41 and a half. Mm-hmm. is uh that's a big number for such yeah. a low total mm-hmm. and it kind of leads you to believe that odds makers don't expect cincinnati to score much in this game correct so team total implied there is like 15 and mm-hmm. uh if you think the miami dolphins defense could hold them down lower than that level there certainly may be a pick there but i think it would have to be the Bengals or pass right i'm not sure that i could get behind brandon allen though as quarterback
1: yeah, not for the contest. I might be picking this just to
0: <laughs> throw
1: some money on it, but dang. Yeah, I, I was hoping a little bit lower number in that game, but I get it. I understand why Burrow's out, so inflated. As it is every week, as we go down the car, we got to start making some decisions, Action, We're <laughs> not a lot of games here. Um, okay, here's one that I think we're going to be on the same side. The Colts are going to Houston. Colts open as a three-and-a-half-point favorite, 52-point total. That's basically the same in the contest, three-and-a-half-point favorite, 51-point total. I don't like the Kelly injury. I don't know if Jonathan Taylor is going to be back. This Houston defense is terrible, and they don't have any offense right now. And what I can see, even though Watson's sublime, I like the Colts in this one, even though there's a hook.
0: Yeah, agreed. I wish that I would have jumped on a three. There were some juice threes early part of this week that yep. I have – since disappeared but Mm. I agree I think that the Colts are certainly capable of covering this number would like to see a little bit of um, defensive health a little bit you know DeForest Buckner I'm hoping will be back I think I read that Jonathan Taylor is going to be out again this week but I think he's way less valuable than the defensive and offensive linemen for that matter right so if we can read the wires and see that maybe Ryan Kelly's trending towards playing, Costanzo is also questionable. We didn't mention earlier. Right. But uh, I also think that the loss of those wide receivers are going to be really detrimental to Deshaun Watson's passing game. Oh, yeah. Because the splits with Fuller in the lineup and out of the lineup are drastic. And oh, yeah. this Colts defense is certainly capable of playing some good pass defense as well.
1: Oh, agreed. Agreed. I mean, they. They just kind of got pummeled in the last one. I think that they'll come out and play better in this one, so we'll, we'll see. And it's it's important for the division. they got to stay keep pace with the Titans, and there's a lot of other teams nipping at the uh, wild card. Yep. Okay, next one, Rams against Arizona. Uh, Rams are going to uh, Arizona. They open as a one-and-a-half-point favorite on the road, 48-point total. In the contest, it's two-and-a-half, 48-and-a-half-point total again. Interesting game action. I I do like the Rams team generally. Arizona is kind of showing themselves. They got beat up in New England. They didn't play well in that game at all. And I don't know if it was just because they were, it was the game plan. They kind of got out-physicaled, or maybe after that Seattle letdown. I'm not sure, but it's hard. I don't think the Rams, I don't know. I mean, what's the Arizona defensive pressure like? I mean, are they going to get to Goff to give that same handicap? No.
0: No. I don't think so. I, I think and I think you hit the key right there is that Arizona, as Chandler Jones, their best pass rusher has been gone for several weeks now. Mm-hmm. And their ability to rush the passer is certainly diminished. I right. think the other big factor is Kyler Murray's injury. Yes. I mean, he was out there all last week, but I didn't watch it that carefully, but I heard reports that he was not running with the same... Uh, Drive that he has in weeks past. He was reluctant to get outside the pocket, which is certainly a huge dynamic for this offense. Sure,
1: there's there's the ambulance. Hey, you know I I forgot to mention, and I don't think we picked it up late. I think Larry Fitzgerald. I don't know if he got COVID or was he was out of the lineup last week. Yeah, and he's critical only because he's just that safety valve for him. So we have to check that. So are we talking ourselves into the Rams pick here?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I like the Rams. Failed to mention that a moment ago but i do like them especially at two and a half i think they're going to bounce back and get a win on the road here
1: this weekend yeah. yeah and they and this is i mean such a critical game in this division right now as it sits three of the four teams are in the playoffs i believe so you know they still Rams still have a shot at the division uh the you know in seattle and then you know arizona still has it so we'll see i think the defense for the rams will show up in this one um We'll see. Okay, next one Giants going to Seattle. This is Ridgeway's team. Uh, Seattle played, you know, okay on Monday night. I mean, they've got just, dude, dude's a beast. Metcalf is so amazing. So, 10 10 point favorite opener at home, 47.5 point total. They still have that 10 point uh, total or 10 point favorite in the circuit contest, 46.5 point total. Now, Daniel Jones may or may not play. We know that. I know this is a little crazy action, but I might be thinking on the Giants here, and I don't like the NFC East, but that defense is decent, man.
0: Mm-hmm. They are. What What do you think the drop-off is between Daniel Jones to Colt McCoy?
1: I don't. I don't think it at all. I, I you know I'm not a Daniel Jones guy, so I, I don't know. I mean I don't think it's a couple of points. I mean my theory with Seattle is now they did play pretty well defensively against the Eagles, but that yeah. that offensive line is a turnstile. They stink. Um. I don't know. I mean, are the Giants going to score? Are they going to score 14 points in this game? Are they going to score 17 points? I think that they can hold the Seattle offense down, you know, mid to low 20s, basically. So, you know, what are we talking here? Can can we do this? Can is this a possibility? I mean, we don't have to go for it. I'm just saying that yeah. my analysis tells me that this game is to target. It's just they're a little. Seattle is kind of a an anomaly. They're a lot like uh, the Cowboys last year. Their defense is pretty bad and their offense is incredible. Now they played good defensively against a really bad offensive line in Philly. but the Giants have played this kind of old school football, even with Daniel Jones. I mean they're just they're grinding it out and they're playing great defense. So it kind of fits against the style of Seattle.
0: Yeah, it is a big number and I, I don't believe that Seattle has won a game by 10 points this entire season um uh they beat San Francisco by 10 37 27 but mm-hmm. outside of that they haven't they haven't covered a 10 point spread the entire season right so um interesting there but i, I do think that McCoy is a little bit of a drop off especially the way that jones has been playing lately mm-hmm. so I would want to monitor that injury uh, quite a bit, but um, we could talk about it a little bit more. I'd like to dig into the matchups. I know that Carlos Dunlap mm-hmm. is questionable as well on that Seattle yes. defensive line, and he has been playing really well the last couple of games also.
1: He's been kind of their difference maker at the pass rush. They also have brought back um, Jamal Adams, who is basically a de- default linebacker because he he's, he blitzes all the time. You know, They're blitzing the house all the time. So maybe you're right, but um, yeah, certainly a big number. I'd like to put a, a yellow on this one, but it's up to you, you know. It's, it's up to you. Um, let's go to the I'll next. You, I'll do you a solid. <laughs> Thanks, Action. Here we go. Uh, Philadelphia ugh, uh, and the Wentz Show go to Green Bay this time. Green Bay is a seven-point favorite at home, 48-point total. They are usually really good in December. It's up to eight-and-a-half in the contest, 47-point total. They obviously you know, rock the Bears you know, uh, normally speaking, I'd be all over the Eagles at an eight-and-a-half points, especially, you know, in a game where they kind of have to win. But we've been burned by this team, and I also just think Green Bay, they, their pass rush can get through this terrible offensive line, and they're definitely going to put up points on the Eagles, even though the Eagles' defense has been playing pretty good. Uh, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I think I was just going to add that point you hit spot on. The Green Bay Packers' pass rush has been playing a lot better lately, Mm -hmm. They've added a third guy into that mix. His name escapes me now, but beyond the two Smith brothers, they're really rushing the quarterback lately. And I think that Wentz is gonna be in some trouble this week. I was kinda surprised that the number was this low, to be Mm -hmm. honest with you. I expected to see double digits in this one.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's right about where I think it should be, nine 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 points is what I had. So it's right there. But I mean, to your point, you know, I think they're getting a lot more respect. Again, the Eagles have done this the last couple of weeks. They've played pretty good defensively but just can't get it done, right? Offensively, we've seen it two weeks in a row at Cleveland and then at home against Seattle. And Seattle's defense as well. They sacked they sacked went 7 times on Monday night action. I mean, this team's 30. They were 32nd going into that game uh on defense and they they got after it. So, I don't like this Eagles team. I just have a bad feeling about them.
0: Yeah, I have no interest in the Eagles. I could be talked into the Packers though.
1: OK, can I interest you in a Chargers game? <laughs> the
0: Chargers open
1: as a two and a half point favorite, 49 point total against the against the Patriots. And now it's flipped over. New England's a one point favorite on the road. Forty eight point total. I mean, God, dude, every, the, the numbers scream you got to take the Chargers again. I mean, they're a better team theoretically. And Bosa was playing like a man last week, even though they gave up 27 points but dude i mean can we trust anthony lynn i mean it's not even the covering they mean that means they have to win the game basically right i mean they could lose by one but we know that we have to pick them to win the game
0: yeah uh, i'm with you man i <laughs> i just can't quit anthony lynn and that you're right i mean the numbers are just scream new england's defense is pitiful 31st ranked and 32 against the pass uh, I think that Justin Herbert is going to be in for a big day this week. Yeah, we just have to course. hope that Anthony Lynn doesn't blow it for us at the end.
1: I know. I know. Like, hope and pray that he's going to cover his first game in six weeks. Let's do this, Chargers. I mean, it reminds me a lot of that uh, game when they went, New England went down to Houston. They played really good the week before. They go down to Houston, lay an egg. Houston lit them up. The Chargers have all their weapons. They're playing really well on offense. It's just for some reason defensively, you know. They, I mean, they didn't get the ball in the end zone against Buffalo. But, I mean, they're going to score 21 points here, I think. So it's just Ken New England. I, I don't know. Cam and the gang. Now, what, is the, what are the Chargers against the run? Because we, we know that New England's going to run the ball, right? So 30,
0: 31st. Oof. God, yeah. man, that sucks. Not ideal.
1: Oof. Well, let's put it as a yellow. We got a lot of yellows okay. this week. Action. Damn it.
0: I mean, it is definitely <laughs> scary. I think you wrote. I know I'm crazy, but uh, <laughs> Belichick versus Anthony Lynn is scary.
1: <laughs> I mean, there's no contest there. But damn. But I mean, I don't know. I guess. I guess the Patriots theoretically, and they. I mean, it's a, I'd have to look at the numbers. They, they're not eliminated from playoff contention, right? They're five and six. They, they've I kind of righted the ship a little bit. I don't know. Oof. I mean, it's going to be a grinder if they're going to win. If they're going to win, if you think New England's going to win this game, it's going to be lower than 48, though. It is, they're not going to put up points.
0: Oh, yeah. If you like New England, you have to like the under. I agree yeah. wholeheartedly.
1: So I don't – and that's a rare situation where you see the favorite and an under. Like, isn't it supposed to be the opposite way? But that's just how New England plays. Uh, all right, let's go to the next one. Denver is going to go to Kansas City. Kansas City Open is a 13-point favorite. This is the Sunday night game. And a, 50 and a half point total. Now they're up to 14 in our contest, which is a big number. 51-point total. Whew. I mean, I love the Chiefs. You know I love the Chiefs. I got my Chiefs, you know, get the chop going. Um, 14 is just a lot. And I don't love Denver. I don't think they're very good. But it just screams for you to take that road dog, right, at 14 and, and hold on for your life. I just don't know if I have the stomach to do it.
0: Yeah, in 1998, that 14 would be a slam dunk, but (laughs) it's now 2020, and uh, I think that Kansas City is certainly capable of covering this. I I think that Drew Locke's going to be back, so it's not like another situation where they're going to be trotting out Kendall Hinton at quarterback, No, but I still think this line is appropriate given the circumstances. The one pause that I have on the Kansas City side is just the ginormous sandwich spot. I believe that they're going on the road to new orleans next week Mm -hmm. and it's off the heels of a big game against tampa bay so sure sure definitely tough to lay the number there
1: yeah you know we'll we'll see we usually talk about contrarian picks like uh, for the listeners that are are still listening um we you know on saturday we kind of start talking about our picks and which ones we like better and we start looking at contrarian we're trying to move up the standings we want to be like everybody else and it's worked out so Mm -hmm. maybe in certain cases we know that the the, the field really likes the favorites. Now, I don't know if they go with 14 points, but they do take a lot of favorites in general. All right, last game on the card for us is Washington going to Pittsburgh. I didn't have an opening number there, but um, in the circuit contest, uh, uh, Pittsburgh is a 7.5-point favorite at home. I'm looking at Rivers. The total for this game, let's see here, is, I guess I got 42.5, which seems kind of appropriate with these two defenses. I actually think the number, it's funny, it's right about where it should be, I suppose. And Rivers, I've seen it at eight and a half. So I don't know if Rivers is thinking there's going to be some money, I'm sorry, Circa's thinking there's going to be some money on Washington coming into this game. Um, it is a big-ish number, uh, you know, for this Steelers game. They, they didn't cover against the Undermanned Ravens team, and they don't cover big numbers. I mean, Jacksonville they did, but they usually don't cover these big numbers, but I don't know. I mean, Washington's offense isn't that great, but that defense is decent.
0: Yeah, they've been playing a lot better lately, and I've also been, on the other side, disappointed in the Steelers' offense Mm -hmm. the past several weeks. I think that they've underperformed, especially James Conner, who is now out, and Mm -hmm. uh, I think even the passing game has struggled the last several weeks. I I also... uh, I didn't see what I saw Bud Dupree go down yesterday, and I didn't see the outcome of that. But okay. I imagine that he's out. It looked like a pretty serious injury at the time. So I have some question marks on the Pittsburgh defensive side. And thirdly, uh, this is a cross conference game, and yep. the Steelers are now 11 and 0, and I think that they're gonna have very little motivation to go out and lay a big number on the football team.
1: Right. Now here's a question for you, and I haven't looked at their schedule, so I don't know it off the top of my head, but you don't think the Steelers are going undefeated, right? I,
0: I mean, I, I've heard discussion about their schedule, and they don't really have a tough game left except for one on the road at Buffalo, I believe.
1: Okay, so they play Buffalo. They, they play, you know, obviously they've already played the Ravens twice. they got to play the Browns again. They own the Browns. Yep. Yep. Play the Bengals, I'm sure. So they don't have to play an elite team. I, you know, I'm not that they're going to lose this game, but – it just it kind of screams to me to be one of those games, uh, you know. Alex Smith, who plays, been playing well, just goes out, does does his thing. They they keep in the game. It's gonna be like 14 to 10 going into the fourth quarter where Washington's winning, and then Ben pulls it out. They win maybe 17-14 or maybe it's 20 to 14. You know, so I, I do like the number for Washington. It's just. I mean, the Steelers team is, you know, they're the best team in my index. I mean, it's just simple. They're the best, and then the Saints, and then the Chiefs. They're in that one of that order. I think it's, you know, one of the three. So it's hard to go against one of my top teams, but these numbers are seven and a half is a nice number.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, the Steelers defense is, without a doubt, top of the league, and it may be tough for Washington with Alex Smith at the helm to move the ball effectively, so... It could be a little bit of a question mark but i do think that the under is probably in play which lends more value to the underdog
1: here sure sure okay well we'll skip over dallas and baltimore but it looks like that number you posted as a seven uh seven point favorite for baltimore on the tuesday game won't be part of the contest and hasn't firmed up because we don't even know if lamar jackson's playing right
0: uh i've read that his time period uh Is supposed to expire just before this game, so Mm. um, given the timeline, he is capable of returning. But of course, that would probably have to also include negative tests. Right. So.
1: Oh, how convenient! They got a little a gift from the NFL. And again, I don't know. I was talking to my buddy Ulrich, who good friend of mine, loves football. He just believes that they're sweetheart teams, you know, and, and they probably are. You know, Baltimore's one of those teams. Steelers are one of those teams. Cowboys, they're not. They're going to get every benefit of the doubt, and mm-hmm. they they want. And I, and I want to see Baltimore full healthy playing these games. I want to see them play the Steelers again with their full complement of players. But they're six and five now. They got to win. So that's I mean, that's part of it. They can't lose this game, and they, they probably won't. But uh, yeah,
0: we did skip over one other game, yeah, which I'll skip is over those games going to be played in Arizona on Monday night. Oh. where you've got the Buffalo Bills yeah. returning to Arizona to play against San Francisco.
1: Oh, there it is. I see it.
0: Oh, it's that's... kind of split in the page there.
1: Oh, I got you. I got you. Oh, I see it now. Okay, sorry, buddy. Yes, that's right. This is the actual Monday night game, um, but they're playing in Arizona, like you said, because Santa Clara doesn't allow, what, sports teams or
0: something? Contact sports. Santa Clara banned all sports.
1: It's ridiculous. <laughs> Well, we've got, um, in this game, Buffalo open as a three-point favorite on the road at um, San Francisco, which is really Arizona, 48-point total. I mean, you know, I when I, that first came out and then I see the circa number at a pick, I'm like, damn them. I really wanted that three. It's at 48-point total as well, um, but now it's at a pick. So Buffalo goes, to, goes on the road. We, we like Buffalo, and they've obviously played in that Arizona stadium. They almost won. I really like San Francisco in an underdog spot. You still like him at the pick?
0: I do, yeah. I mean, it's definitely not one of my stronger plays now, given the line move. But I think uh, another subject that we didn't talk about was the return of Debo Samuel, who Mm -hmm. just adds a whole other dynamic element to that offense. And I think despite the Jimmy G drop-off to Nick Mullins' The addition of Samuel back into the lineup is a significant factor for them. And uh, Buffalo's defense has been subpar all season, mm-hmm. and I fully expect Kyle Shanahan and company to have something ready for them on Monday.
1: It's definitely a matchup of great coaches. I really like McDermott. Uh, I love, you know, I like Shanahan too, so it should be a fun matchup. Um, so I can probably get on board with that. Let's see what our other picks are. I got a lot okay. of yellows on the card this week, action, but. Mm-hmm. Um, Like I said, I marked it at the first one on the list is, as we look at the potential games, at minus two and a half or three, I was like all over the game, you know, so.
0: Yeah, no doubt.
1: All right, let's review week 13 picks. Uh, First of all, the contest update. Guys, we went 5-0 and last week. This just in. We put it all over Twitter. I'm sure our five followers, you know, liked it. Um, (laughs) But, hey, you know, after 11 weeks, we're 55%, 33-27. and More importantly, we've been able, as we talked about, going contrarian, We've rocketed up the standings. We were, I think, we were in like 1200th place like three weeks ago. Now we're in 339th for the season, and in third quarter, which closed out, yeah, we um, we got all the way up to 316th. Now we were we were atrocious after that zero and five game, so I guess it kind of balances out. We're in the mix, guys, and we get the top 50, we'll get some cash. So we really want to keep this up. Um, Our potential games this week: we just talked about the 49ers at a pick uh, playing against Buffalo. I know we'll, we'll look at it. The Chargers getting one point at home against New England. Whoa, stomach's turning. Um, <laughs> the uh, were you on board with me or as a maybe with the Jags or we, am I just speaking out of turn here?
0: I could get down for a maybe.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's actually ten in the contest um, right here. So ten points in the contest with the Jags at Minnesota, and then um, the, but the favorites we like we like the Colts three and a half on the road at Houston. We do like the Rams on the road at Arizona um, just because of that defensive line against you know Kyler Murray and the gang. And then maybe I can get action to think about uh, the Giants getting 10 points at Seattle against Ridgeway's bunch. So we've got mm-hmm. some to pick with. We, we definitely have two solids and we've got four or five other ones. Did I forget any others on our card?
0: I think you got most of them. Oh, we talked about Cleveland as well. Yeah, Cleveland, right. Five and a
1: half. And that's one that metrically probably makes more sense than than the pick but you know let's put them on the card so we've got a good six seven to pick get down to five get another five and oh and get up to the top of the standings actually
0: yeah i think that uh our work is not done we've got a lot of hard work ahead of us and the final quarter of the season is five weeks as well so Mm -hmm. got that extra week in there hopefully we can knock out a 25 and oh and just vault to the top
1: yeah, twenty five and zero. We'll get we'll get it. We we'll get the million bucks, and we'll have the party. We'll have it at Circa Circa Pool. <laughs> right. Everybody I meet mean, us at the Circa Pool. But no, seriously. I mean, I think that the the two approaches that have worked for us this year, even though we've we had the one bad week, which kind of is disappointing because we'd probably be right in the mix even more, <laughs> is we've we've attacked it not just metrically. We've tried to think about contrarian picks to not go with the flow. I think it's worked with us or yeah with us that it seems like everybody's going favorites now. And mm-hmm. the other thing is the, the top dogs, the guys were at the top, top who were just dominating early. I've obviously come back to the pack a little bit. So, you know, right now, if you're at 60%, you know, picks, you're in the money, right. And we're not that far off of there. And then the top dogs only at 70%, not that we can jump all the way up there, but it's not like it's somebody who's doing 90, 90% this year, you know, last year, even the quarters, this last quarter, I think, the money was 15 I think or maybe it was 15 or 16 so we were we weren't that far off from the quarter to be honest with you if we didn't tank that one week we'd be right there for the quarter so Mm -hmm. um so we'll see I mean I'm I'm following this closely action obviously checking our standings all the time
0: yeah I'm excited we're definitely on the cusp of cashing this year so we really need to focus in and this is really the time of the year where it gets difficult you go after thanksgiving into december and your mind kind of drifts a little bit so we can uh, focus in keep our eyes on the covid wire and uh (laughs) try to pick out another easy winner like the saints this past weekend
1: yeah exactly we like those we like those well hey everybody keep listening to us uh like the podcast share it with your friends um you know check us out on uh on site action pod on twitter and on youtube follow me at Wegspool on twitter and instagram
0: And you can follow me on Twitter at 31SRoberts.
1: All right. Thanks, everybody.
0: Good luck this week. That's a wrap for this episode of the Side Action Podcast. We appreciate all of your listens, and thank you for joining us. We'll see you all again next week on Thursday for some more hot picks and side action.